we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Let's talk about the air in Alberta. And not the fact that uh, I'm polluting it uh, for a few hours every afternoon, but the air we breathe here in Alberta. Should we be concerned? That's a pretty big thing. We all breathe the air, right? Uh, And so we all have a vested interest in having high air quality. So, well, in fact, this goes back uh, to September of 2015 when Environment Minister Shannon Phillips issued a a rather dire warning that Alberta was on track to having the worst air quality in all of Canada. Well, that sounds pretty bad. Now, maybe somehow I'm oblivious to it. I haven't really noticed it. Maybe I just happened to to travel in the the clean parts of Alberta. Where's all of this awful air? Well, one area zeroed in in particular was Red Deer. So as Post Media described it at the time, Shannon Phillips said Wednesday she had directed her ministry to come up with a plan by month's end to address the causes of air pollution after a new national air quality testing program found serious issues in central Alberta and slightly less serious concerns with four of five other regions. Now, the government used this as a rationale in part for their plan to speed up the phase-out of coal-fired power plants. So what, what is the, the real story when it comes to, to Alberta's air? Does Red Deer have the worst air quality in Alberta? In Canada, even? Are, 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 there, are there levels that we should be worried about? How do we measure air quality in the first place? Well, someone who took the time to, to examine the issue wrote about uh, his findings this week in the Financial Post. Uh, Warren uh, Kinzirki is uh, an associate professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. Uh, Warren, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, good afternoon. So what are the standards we're using by, by which to measure air quality? What is it we're measuring? Uh, so you're talking about the different types of, uh, like there are different standards in Alberta. We have some standards we also have standards at the national level. There's new standards brought in, Canadian ambient air quality standards that I guess uh, all provinces would be required to adhere to. Okay, so let's talk about then the, the research that you were involved in and another colleague of yours at the university. Um, so what was the data then that, that you were studying? Oh, just just say that again. I didn't, I didn't quite understand what you said. What was the what? The data that you were oh, okay. looking at. Now, we took data directly from the, this is the government of Alberta's website. That was for a uh, monitoring station in Red Deer. And we applied various statistical tools to 
try and understand uh, the different types of sources that would be contributing to the air pollution. And then we applied another set of statistical tools, statistical tools to verify and validate what those initial results were telling us. All right. And people should know as well, this, this research was just published. It's the February edition of the, the journal Environmental Pollution. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So, um, in particular, Red Deer, which we were told then uh, had the worst air quality in Alberta. Did, did you find anything of the sort? Uh, no, I think that's a red herring. Uh, it doesn't seem to be consistent when you look at data for comparable time periods in other places of Alberta, Canada, etc. Now, these terms that get used, for example, um, particular matter 2.5, PM 2.5, um, explain what those terms mean. Uh, well, those are small particles which are invisible to the naked eye. The, you know, the premise is that uh, these particles can be breathed in, uh, go deep into your lungs, and uh, create various types of uh, health impacts. Okay. So the higher the number, the bigger the concern. Uh, that's correct, yeah. Okay. And so how does, how does Red Deer compare to, say, Edmonton and Calgary then? Well, at least for the time period that we were looking at, uh, I don't know, depends how you, how you look at the data, but, uh, you know, what, what, we, what we saw in our study is, uh, I don't know, didn't look as bad as Edmonton and Calgary. So if somehow, if Red Deer is somehow the worst, then Calgary and Edmonton are even worse than the worst. Yeah, I guess if that's how you want to interpret it. <laughs> right. So it, it certainly doesn't, doesn't back what was said at the time by the, the minister. No, I, uh, that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah. You know, and, and just, just from a common sense point of view, uh, you go look across North America, larger communities, you would expect to have uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, perhaps a greater influence from the different sources and poor air pollution, and that's really what you see. Red Deer is, you know, whatever, 100,000, nothing like Calgary or Edmonton or larger communities. So we would, we would not expect to see air pollution as bad. What's also noteworthy, I guess, looking at whether it's Calgary, Edmonton, or Red Deer, that things seem to be improving, that we seem to be trending in the right direction. Well, you know, uh, that would be that would be the case. I think the the other the other point is, you know, air quality is not really that bad, and small changes can occur either on the upside or a downside, and that's just basic noise. Um, one kind of has to look over the longer term, and 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 only look over the longer term. Uh, communities like Edmonton, Calgary, even the oil sands communities, Fort McMurray, and uh, Fort Mackay for uh, this uh, PM 2.5. You can't see anything over going back 17 years, and we can imagine these populations and these communities have grown during that time but we still can't see a change for PM 2.5 pollution. So I think that tells you something. I think it tells us a lot, yeah. Uh, do, do we see differences in, in the winter months? And is that significant? Uh, well, definitely for certain types of uh, pollutants, uh, it's a temperature-mediated thing. So all your reactions slow down. And in terms of certain types of pollutants, they have a longer residence time, and that would be the case for this PM 2.5, so uh, during the winter. 
And I'm guessing maybe as well that with the, the massive forest fires we saw last year, uh, that that might, might skew the numbers well, a bit. Oh, obviously that has a big difference. You yeah, know. would it? Yeah, I'm not talking about forest fires. You know, if you want to talk about where real sort of issues are, they, in Alberta, Western Canada, it is wildfire smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, it, but this is interesting because the, the, this is, seems like the kind of research that should be ongoing. And, and we shouldn't be complacent about air quality, but uh, we, we should also follow the data. That it, it doesn't seem responsible to be talking about a crisis when the data doesn't suggest that there is one. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's uh, important stuff. Uh, we'll leave it there, Professor. Thanks so much for making some time for us here this afternoon. Really appreciate it. You have a good day. You too. Thanks again. Uh, Warren Kinzierski, uh, Associate Professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. Uh, so he and his uh, colleague, uh, Aniel Berry, at the University of Alberta, uh, conducted this research. Again, as mentioned, it's published in the International Journal Environmental Pollution. Characteristics of air quality and sources affecting fine particulate matter, PM 2.5, levels in the city of Red Deer, Canada. Congratulations, Red Deer, getting a lot of attention in this prestigious scientific journal. So, levels and sources of PM 2.5 assessed in Red Deer for 2009 to 2015. Uh, and so, you outlined the findings. Says these findings offer useful preliminary information about current sources and their potential contributions in Red Deer, and this information can support policymakers in the development of particulate matter control strategies if required. Maybe a key caveat there. Because as they point out in the piece this week in the Financial Post, non solutions to the PM 2.5 non problem in Red Deer appear to be working just fine. PM 2.5 levels have fallen all by themselves without interventions that we're aware of. Perhaps. It's what we don't know that we should be concerned about, academically speaking. But that's where we can help. My colleague and I possess all sorts of unique skills to get at the root of air quality non-problems currently plaguing Alberta. If the provincial government conjures up a problem from this non-problem, my colleague and I are ready to explore more non-solutions. So, the numbers in Calgary downtown have declined. The numbers in Edmonton downtown have declined. The numbers in Red Deer have declined. And in fact, the most recent numbers for Red Deer are lower than Edmonton and lower than Calgary. As he points out as well, two oil sands communities, Fort McMurray and Fort Mackay, have been unchanged for 17 years. So where is the problem? What is it that Shen Phillips is pointing to? All right, 403-974-TALK is our number, 974-8255. We're going to come back at a few other stories to get to in our time remaining. We're going to jump in on the phones and the text. Uh, we can certainly accommodate that as well. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.